Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Tuesday edition of the program. UConn and Coach Hurley are the national champions. Have uh, Has the UConn program entered blue blood territory is my question today with their fifth national championship, of course, the first under Coach Hurley. But a national championship game last night that started off not so hot. It looked like UConn, who has blown everybody away in this unbelievable run to a national championship might do the same. In fact, I guess ultimately you could say they did. But a late surge in the second uh, half by San Diego State made the game a lot more interesting down the stretch and uh, a lot of fun last night to see this tournament come to an end, to see Jim Nance's career as the voice of the Final Four and in many ways the voice of NCAA basketball come to a close last night. And, of course, to see the 22-23 season come to an end. Pretty sad to think about the off-season that we have ahead, that is for sure. But the transfer portal will keep things hopping. And I tell you what, a lot of drama with the women's championship game. I don't think we, uh, we may have talked a little bit about Caitlin Clark and the great run she had for Iowa and the Big Ten on the women's side, but I don't think we got into any of the drama yesterday between her and Angel Reese and uh, just a, a crazy uh, sideshow almost to that national championship game uh, won by LSU on Sunday. But basketball season is a wrap. Transfer portal, travel basketball, recruiting, spring sports, baseball, all those things either underway or on the the horizon as we enter off-season mode here in southern Indiana. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, we'll recap the national championship game from last night. Justin Kalen, the producer of our show, is going to join us here in a moment to do that. We'll take a look at a couple other headlines uh, involving Indiana basketball as well. Uh, also, later today, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier joins. Mike is a regular guest of ours on Tuesdays, and there's lots of activity in the transfer portal. I saw a report last night. It wasn't from anybody that I knew or recognized that said, Caleb Love would choose between Indiana and Missouri. Now, I can't confirm that. Again, it wasn't one of the big names in the recruiting or the transfer portal world, but that is interesting to think Indiana is in the running for a big name like Caleb Love out of North Carolina. So we'll talk about that with Mike Schumann and a lot more coming up today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out our dinner package deals which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. The Thornton's text line is open. That number, 
502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Today's a great day to send in questions, comments, opinions, topics, whatever it is. You can send them to me as a text message, 502-414-1450. And if you're looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send me a text on the Thornton's text line. A couple other quick notes. I will be out Wednesday and Thursday, so no show Wednesday and Thursday, but I will be back with you on Friday at 11 a.m. for our daily program then. And I want to make sure you know about the Big X Sports Radio golf card this year's card features Park Mammoth, Old Capitol Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round on the 2023 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Supplies is limited. These things go really quick. I understand they're going quick again this year, but you can get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com. Again, BigXSportsRadio.com. You can also call this number, 812-725-1457. Again, 812-725-1457. Park City residents down in Kentucky, they know about Park Mammoth Course. It's now revamped, but it's becoming much more of a regional attraction, an unforgettable 18-hole getaway. That's one of the real interesting courses on this card this season, so check it out at BigXSportsRadio.com. Let's get into some... Headlines from last night, the national championship game. Justin Kalen, our producer, with us. Justin, it was such a great national championship battle that I don't think you made it through the entire game. You were snoozing away before the final buzzer sounded. I was, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it's going to happen every single year with me if we continue to get these 9.20 p.m. tip-offs. Like, I, I don't understand why they cater to the west coast market every single year for this game i mean what what is the harm of putting it at eight o'clock say eight o'clock i make it through that game no problem but when you start a game at 9 20 and i have to be up at, at seven for krc in the mornings it just makes it really tough for for us early risers to watch the whole game if, if it starts that late yeah i don't think that's going to change though man I it's think these not big sporting events are always going to be key to the west coast unfortunately let me ask you this. UConn won their fifth national championship last night. They now have tied Indiana uh, as one of the schools with five national championships. There's only a few schools ahead of UConn that have more championships, UCLA, Kentucky, North Carolina, the same schools that have more national titles than the Hoosiers as well. Did last night's win help UConn enter blue blood territory? How do you see UConn as a program overall when you look at IU, when you look at UCLA, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, some of the others? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good point. I think last night did etch them into the blue blood territory, and I'm, I'm hesitant to say it with this being the Hoosier report, but I want to say that UConn jumped Indiana last night. I mean, you could make an argument that Indiana is no longer a blue blood. I mean, UConn's won their five titles in a span of 24 years, 
whereas Indiana's done what in the last 24 years? They went to the national title game. They've been to a couple Sweet 16s, but really no exciting runs, one, any that culminated in a national championship, certainly. So I, I would make the case that UConn is now ahead of Indiana in terms of the Blue Blood rankings, and they are definitely a Blue Blood now. And that's what happens when you win five championships in a span of 24 years. Yep, I think the debate between UConn and Indiana could be had. I'm not sure that I would disagree with you. Would like to talk and maybe think about it a little bit further. But winning that fifth championship last night, no question. I think we agree 100%. UConn is now in blue blood territory. They are now officially a blue blood. UCLA with 11 championships. Kentucky with eight. North Carolina six. Duke, Indiana, Connecticut now with five each. And Kansas has four. So definitely think UConn is a blue blood at this point. And it's interesting. You look at their history. You look at uh, the conference change-ups for them in recent years. And then, of course, with this current team, I think what stands out most about this run will not be last night's championship game, but it will be how this team won in the tournament and how really from the first game against Rick Pitino's Iona team, they dominated out of the gate and never really looked back. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a great tournament run for them. And when you think about UConn and all their championships since 99, it's it seems like they've all just been phenomenal runs. I mean, you take the Kimball Walker year, that was electric. You had the Napier year where they ran the table. And look, Mathis, it's a UConn team. They did not win the Big East, neither regular season nor conference tournament. So for them to lose in both of those and then come into this tournament ready to play and and to roll teams the way they did. I mean, they won by double digits in every single game. It's just an incredible run for them, and, and hats off. Congratulations to UConn, absolutely. All right, text are on the Thornton's text line. Justin, they said they heard the same spill from you earlier today on the uh, Kentucky show that you produced. So uh, you've got a reputation here, man. You're an Indiana guy, but you're on a Kentucky show this morning. Hey, that just means that that person is a loyal Big X listener, so we got to shout them out and appreciate them, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, Justin Kalen with me here in the opening segment. Justin, are you as depressed as what I am thinking about the men's, the women's, the high school state tournament, all of that over with, and now our daily excitement as far as IU basketball, Big Ten hoops, it's really centered around the transfer portal. It's really not recruiting. I know there will be a period of time this spring when recruiting – bumps up because we'll see the coaches on the road. There'll be a big month of July when the coaches get out and get to evaluate, and that gives a lot of fodder, and you can track things closer there. But the transfer portal, it's the deal of the offseason, at least for now. It's what we've got to look forward to. Yeah, and thankfully we have that. I mean, you look back, what, four or five years ago, we didn't – there was no off-season talk, really. I mean, you just had to sit there and wait. And and it is almost like a tease with the transfer portal because you hear all these names, and eventually you'll start getting commitments rolling in, much like we got with Peyton Sparks about a week ago. So at that point, when you hear the names and you hear them commit to Indiana – it's just delving into their games and what they're going to bring to the table. But all offseason, it's just purely speculation. So, yeah, I am sad. I hate when college basketball comes to an end. Um, but it's going to be back soon enough, and then we'll be able to see exactly what those players can be for Indiana and, and other teams moving forward as well. Absolutely. Justin Kalen with me here in this opening segment. Texter says, I would not want C. Love at IU. Seems like he is a me, capital M-E person. Need more of a team concept at IU to get back. That text comes from Ron. Thank you, Ron, for listening and for the text message today. 
you know, I'm curious your thoughts on Caleb Love. Had a chance to see him, oh, a few times this season. I remember him more as a big-time prospect coming out of high school that Indiana recruited. But I, I do think it's interesting. I've heard a lot of buzz. I've seen a lot of buzz on the social networks that Caleb Love has had good things to say about Indiana. His father specifically has had some good things to say about Indiana. And someone, I mentioned this at the start of the show, somebody sent me a screenshot from somewhere yesterday where someone predicted, I don't know who this person was or what their credibility is, but that Indiana and Missouri was who it was going to come down to for Caleb Love. So, Justin, you're an IU guy through and through. Is he a guy you'd like to see come to Bloomington? Uh, do you have any hesitation about Caleb Love? Maybe he is a guy that can shoot it at a pretty good clip, and I'm not necessarily talking about his made percentage all the time. I'm talking about sometimes the number of shots and even the type of shots that he might take. But where are you in the Caleb Love sweepstakes here? I would personally love to have Caleb Love. And now I've heard all the rumors as well about him being a potential locker room issue guy. And and that's all fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, you just want him there because he's a good basketball player. And we all saw what he did in their tournament run last year. Now, I didn't watch a whole lot of Caleb Love this year, mainly because I didn't watch a whole lot of North Carolina, mainly because they stunk. But, um, yeah, he, he's a guy absolutely I would want in the fold for Indiana. He's a heck of a basketball player. He's Indiana has a lot of holes to fill, which we've talked about over the last several weeks here on this show. So if, if he can come in and fill one of those roles, yeah, absolutely bring Caleb Love in. All right, Justin, uh, final question for you. This might be the toughest thing that I've asked you in a long while on this program. As it stands right now, the IU roster, the players that we know or at least think are coming back at this moment, as spring workouts get underway today, I saw Jeff Rabjohns write about that earlier, yesterday actually, uh, who is the player on the roster right now that you're most excited about for next season? Oh, man, that is a really, really tough question. Um, I think your hesitation there is why Indiana, like him or not, needs a jolt like Caleb Love. I yeah. think there's a lot of question marks for next year. Yeah, I mean, when I think about the roster for next year, one guy that really intrigues me, and I'm curious to see what he can do, we got all the off-season stories after he committed and, and all this stuff that he did when he was three, four years old and how much he's into basketball. Ja'Kai Newton would be that guy for me. I'm really anxious to see what he's able to bring to the table next year. Now he's just going to be a freshman, but we've seen freshmen be impactful before for not only Indiana, but other teams across the country. So Ja'Kai Newton is going to be a guy I have my eye on, but I mean, there's that, man, that's a really good question, Matt, because there's, there's going to be a lot of pieces that come in that you can replace the guys that you're losing with. And then like, like a Peyton Sparks, I'm anxious to see how he does in the post. Now, is he going to be Trace Jackson Davis? Absolutely not. But can he be a decent replacement and fill those minutes? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So time will tell with all that stuff, but Ja'Kai Newton would be my answer as of now. My answer as of now, Malik Renew. Oh, that's a good one too, yeah. yeah. I'm curious. Number one, I think he'll come back. I mean, you just never know in this world of the transfer portal, but I think he'll be back after the experience he had. And he just seems like a guy that is intriguing, got better each game in many cases. I know that obviously as a freshman you have some down games in big environments, but I'm curious with an offseason uh, put in on his body with Cliff Marshall and individual development and some play, what he what he could be like for next year and year two of college basketball. The, the one thing with Renew that I would worry about is 
So Jalen Hood-Shafino announced that he's going to the draft, right? So those two guys have played together for several years now. So I'm, I'm curious to how Renew looks and operates without Jalen Hood-Shafino because they, they're two guys that know each other's games really well. They were able to feed off of each other at times this season when they were in the game at the same time. So without Jalen Hood-Shafino, Renew's kind of – I'm hesitant to say he's got to find himself, but he's got to find himself, find his game, find what works for him without Jalen. Good stuff. Justin Kalen with us here in the opening segment. Justin, the good news is for you as the producer and for listeners of this show, we've got months and months and months to break all this down and think about it, and I'll probably switch my player to watch in the offseason two or three times between now and next November. <laughs> That's true. All the, all the time in the world, so... That's, right. It's just going to be good talking points. Absolutely. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. A lot more on IU, the transfer portal, Caleb Love, and more. Get your text in, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. We'll be back after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. and for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Tuesday edition of the program. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier is going to be with us here in a second. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you've got a question on IU or college basketball or you watched the national championship game last night and you'd like to sound off, just send me a text and we'll get it on the air with Mike here in this segment. Mike, uh, let's talk about that national championship game last night. Uh, UConn, a unbelievable dominant path through the tournament. Just amazing how they won games, looking back at their scores. I didn't watch all their early games in the tournament. There are just so many options on, and UConn not necessarily a team that strikes my fancy. But it's amazing how they really dominated a great part of this tournament from start to finish. And really, I felt like last night in the national championship game, only for a brief few minutes in that second half when San Diego State really went on a surge and got it down to six or maybe five once. That was the only real interesting moment of that game as far as their championship run maybe being on the line. Yeah, no doubt. I was uh, sitting in Albany waiting for the IU-Miami game a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago, and it was UConn and St. Mary's that that played right before Indiana and I, I remember watching them at the time, being incredibly impressed with them, but you know, certainly not making any leap to think that they could dominate the way they did that day against a good St. Mary's team all the way to the, the national title. I mean, you, you just don't see it that often. I mean, almost every team that wins had some kind of scare along the way. But they, um, you know, I, I tweeted out a couple of days ago that their their path is a little bit similar to Indiana in '81 from the standpoint of you know they. Strangely had a, a mid-season 
hiccup where they lost six of eight games. It's almost impossible to imagine that at this point, as, as good as they look here in March. But they, they did, in fact, lose six of eight and then just, you know, dominated, every like you said, every team they faced in the NCAA tournament. Indiana in 81 was pretty similar to that. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, just like um, uh, just like I asked Justin in the first segment, I'll ask you the same thing. Now that UConn has reached five national championships, where does this put them on the list of Mike Schumann's blue blood college basketball programs? I mean, considering how few teams that have reached five, um, you know, I, it, it's just one of those debates that, that everybody always has, it, and it's probably always just going to be that. It's going to be a debate. It's not a defined term. So it's just something that, that people like us and fans can, can talk about. But it would be hard to to not put them on that, you know, top tier of college basketball. They're, they're almost like the inverse of Indiana where, you know, they, they've got all of their five since Indiana's, you know, last one. So that they're kind of like a modern blue blood, uh, but they don't have the history. And Indiana's like the historic blue blood, but they don't have the modern uh, aspect to it. So, um, I, I think it's fair, to, definitely fair to say that they are, you know, one of the elite college basketball programs right now. And, and probably what's most fascinating about what they've done here in the last 25 years is that they've done it with three different coaches. We, you know, we often talk about uh, Indiana struggling to, to find that next coach a, after Bob Knight. Well, UConn's, you know, done it with three different people in that era. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly what that means. It's hard to process. Um, a lot of it is just, you know, getting good talent consistently, no doubt about that. Um, but it, it, it's no, there's no doubt in my mind that they, if, if blue blood means you're one of the upper echelon, top shelf college basketball programs, there's just no doubt in my mind that they are there at this point. Absolutely. And, uh, Mike, I'm curious you know, you watch a lot of basketball, you go to a lot of games after taking in the NCAA tournament. And I know we're all sad thinking about no basketball, no March Madness for another year. But any big takeaways on college basketball as a whole or maybe the Big Ten Conference as a whole after this tournament and after this season? I know it's a changing time with recruiting and transfer portal and NIL and just so many different changes, I think, in the fabric of college sports right now. But any big takeaways on the game as a whole or the Big Ten Conference and its future? It just seems like, you know, to, to really be successful in March um, is a different thing than being successful in the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten is, you know, much more about physicality and uh, big men, and, and March seems to be more about uh, shot makers and athleticism. And, and speed and quickness, you know, granted, you know, UConn did have some serious talent on the post, and I really liked the way they, um, you know, platooned uh, Klingon and Sonogo. I, I think, you know, looking forward with, with a team like Indiana, it will be serious if, or uh, interesting if they uh, go that direction and, you know, rather than playing two bigs, which UConn obviously could have done, you know, Klingon and Sonogo probably starters on just about any other place but uh there they they were in more of a platoon and it worked really well and allowed them to to have that you know spacing and athleticism and shot making around whoever happened to be in the game at the time um and neither of them are are necessarily like you know playing through the paint 20 field goal attempt a, a game type of players they're more 
uh, you know, rim protectors, dunkers, uh, facilitators in, in some respects. And, and I just think that's the direction, at least from Indiana's perspective, that, that they need to go. That's where Mike Woodson has been successful in his career as an NBA guy. I think that's where he wants to go. So, you know, segueing to the portal, I, I think it'll be interesting to see if kind of that's the path they take. All right, let's talk about the portal. A lot of discussion about Caleb Love the last few days, so I'll start with that. But I know you've been tracking tons of names Indiana is involved with at varying levels of interest uh, out of the portal at thedailyhoosier.com. But let's start with Caleb Love. Where is that recruitment at? I guess it's okay to call it a recruitment out of the portal. And there's been reports that Indiana is one of his favorites. Do you have any way to verify that? Uh, I mean, I know that there were reports that there was a, a Zoom call, which I didn't put too much weight into just because, you know, everybody's Zooming with everybody right now. <laughs> um, I, I, I think we've talked about before, you know, if you, if you get a kid on campus, that, that's when it really gets my attention or, or if the coaches travel to, to, the, to the player's home, um, that, that's also notable too. Um, I, I haven't seen anything in that recruitment to suggest that there's any real substance to, to some of the stuff that's been said or written. So, um, you know, I, I think he's a, he's a good player. He, he's not been real efficient, but he's, he obviously had a great run in March himself last year. He, he does a lot of the things that Indiana needs uh, in terms of, you know, just being a dead dynamic playmaker from the, the wing. Um, but that's not one I'm, particularly focused on right now. Mike Schumann, The Daily Hoosier. Other names. You uh, wrote recently, I think earlier this morning, about a center from Marshall named Michael or Micah. Is it Han Lodgen? Han Lodgen? Yeah. So he he's an interesting case, uh, along with Caden Shedrick out of Virginia. Both of them are in that kind of that description of, you know, very long. Him off to seven one. I think Shedrick's six eleven. They're probably plus seven foot wingspans, both of them. But but neither of them are going to be kind of ball dominant bigs. I think they're more you know rebounders, uh, rim protectors. Um, you know guys that can you know get a lot of putbacks and, and dunks in transition, things like that. But you're not necessarily playing through them. You know focusing on post entries in your offense. Um, so, you know, going back to the point of, you know, the, the portal kind of telling where where Indiana wants to go as a next step, I, I think a focus on players like those two, I think kind of tells you that they are, in fact, going away from a playing through the post style to more of a, you know, having that, you know, having that length and athleticism and rim protection, but not necessarily, you know, a, a skilled big that, that's going to get you uh, 25 through, through you know, a bunch of points in the paint post-entry type offense. So I think um, Hamilton specifically, he's, um, you know, he's a guy that was barely in the top 300 as a recruit, played lacrosse in high school, um, you know, got, got a scholarship offer to Marshall, which was probably his best one. But then this year, you know, really progressed once he focused on, on basketball and became the conference freshman of the year, really improved over the course of the season. His 40, per 40-minute 40 numbers are kind of almost obscene. You know, he, over 15 rebounds a game per 40 minutes, uh, nearly four blocks per game per 40 minutes. So 
he, he's a guy that has a ton of high major interest uh, coming off that freshman season and seems to have a really high ceiling. All right, Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, talking IU basketball and some off-season topics. Coach Bob Knight, I mentioned earlier in the week, was admitted to the hospital on Friday. I believe he's out of the hospital now. I know that everybody seems to be concerned with him, his health in general. Um, but when you hear that uh, he's in the hospital for an acute illness, obviously that's concerning. But I would think that him going home hopefully is good news. I know the family has asked for privacy, but definitely a concerning time for Coach Knight and uh, obviously a lot of fans, some that I think are and always have been loyal followers of, of him, continue to support him, and others maybe that got a little disenchanted with Bob Knight in his final years or final days, still want to send well wishes to the former IU coach that had so much success in Bloomington. Yeah, I had somebody comment on the site yesterday about, you know, just coverage coverage of him, and, and I think it goes to that point you just made there, you know, with – you know, there, there were a lot of people, myself included, that were disenchanted with him towards the, the end of his time. Uh, you know, everything that, that happened at, at IU is well documented. But, you know, I, I think at some point you have to be honest that the, the reason, you know, you and I talk on Tuesdays, the reason why there's, you know, so much coverage and interest in IU basketball is, you know, by and large because of Bob Knight and, and you know, who he was and success he had. And so I think... I think, you know, we're at the point where you have to kind of put all that other stuff aside and just kind of have a more honest conversation about the, you know, the the impact that he's had, the positives and the negatives, and just take a more balanced approach. Um, He's obviously an 82-year-old man, and he's, you know, anytime someone of that age has has a health issue that forces him to go to the hospital, like you said, it it is a concern. And, um, you know, I think especially with him kind of, finding his way back closer to the program with, with Mike Woodson, you know, coming back, becoming a, a weekly attendee at practice. Um, I, I talked to some of the players in Albany about, you know, what that meant to them, especially the in-state guys like Anthony Leo and Trey Galloway, kind of what that meant to them to have Coach Knight at their practices. Um, I, I think it, you know, it, it's meaningful for a, for a lot of different reasons, and, and I think it's just, you know, it's going to be a continuing story here for, for the next, uh, for however long we're fortunate enough to, to have Coach Knight around, let's put it that way. Yeah, you know, looking from the outside in, it, it seems like Pat Knight, his son, who played for him at IU, has really kind of stepped up into, I guess, maybe a spokesman for the family and Coach Knight's elder years. He put out a statement, I know, when Coach was released from the hospital, and I believe I saw somewhere that he's kind of been behind a um, social media uh, creation there for Coach Knight uh, to communicate things and share things about him. So it's interesting to see the former IU player who's still very involved in basketball himself these days kind of getting, I don't want to, obviously it's his dad. He's always been very involved, but maybe kind of taking a little different role there as a spokesperson for the family and, and kind of helping protect his dad's legacy here in these years. Yeah, that's been really interesting to me as well. That that's kind of some, been something that's popped up here over the last year, and it seems to be like you said, driven by Pat. Um, you know, just taking an interest in you know, you know, Bob Knight's legacy, as you said, and I think that's even what the website they've created is called. Um, just kind of telling his story. Um, you know, 
uh, I have an interest in this as well, and I think it's something that that we're going to focus on at the Daily Hoosier here over the next couple of years is just kind of telling the other side of Bob Knight. You know, the, the negative stuff has been written and told ad nauseum at this point, and I think it makes a lot of sense to kind of tell the other side. Um, he, he was always one that was reluctant to, to, to have the good stuff come out. You know, he, for whatever his flaws are, um, he he didn't necessarily want to amplify the, the good things he was doing. He was pretty aggressive about keeping that stuff behind the scenes. But, you know, I, I feel like now might be the right time. And Pat certainly seems to be indicating that to kind of tell some of those stories that have kind of been under wraps for a long time here. Yeah, neat stuff. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, my guest. Mike, I'm going to ask you, I asked Justin earlier a, a tough question, so I'm going to ask you, a tough one as we conclude our chat here in a minute. But can you give me an – and I know this is hard because of the transfer portal, but can you give me your early, like, first thoughts on the Big Ten Conference for next year? And I don't even know how to ask you to tell us where Indiana stands because there's so much up in the air right now with the roster. But um, kind of first glance, what comes to your mind about Big Ten basketball in 23-24? <laughs> that is a completely unfair question. <laughs> here, here, here's what I can definitively tell you. I, I've been tracking all the, the roster stuff that, that's happened with all 14 teams, and, and I can definitively tell you that Penn State is a mess right now. <laughs> that That's the one I feel good about saying. Um, they, they've lost just about everyone. If my tracking is accurate. They only have two players back from last year's team. Um and, you know, obviously there's still time for those two to, to enter the portal as well. So, obviously, Micah Shrewsbury moving from there to Notre Dame has had a profound impact at Penn State. And, that, and that's not an easy place to, to rebuild. Um, you know, I, I think we're, we're all on Zach Eady watch at this point when you, when you talk about the other end of the spectrum in the league. Um, obviously, if he comes back, and to this point they really haven't lost anyone of any major – significance um be, i think the only rotation player they've lost at this point is david jenkins who was coming off the bench um so i, I think they're almost a lock to be the the favorite going in next year despite how their their season ended um obviously how that season ended will probably play play a major motivating factor for them uh going into next year and especially if they keep everybody together um but, but in between, my goodness, it, it is just crazy. I mean, you think about Indiana's situation right now, uh, four scholarship openings, and, and not just any opening. It's not, it's not like they're trying to fill the 10 through 13 spots on the roster. I think it's four openings for four guys that could play a ton of minutes if they get the right guys. And looking up and down the Big Ten, I think there's just a lot of situations like that right now. You know, Michigan's lost a lot of players. Um Illinois lost a lot of players. Uh, you, you could go up and down the list. Everybody has holes to fill right now. Everybody has question marks like, you know, Boo Booey going to the uh, NBA draft, but leaving it open that he could return. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people put out like they're way too early top 25s, and I've just completely sworn off, you know, any kind of coverage or even analysis of that until that date comes where players can. Uh, our players have to decide to either keep their name in the NBA draft or return. I, I think that's kind of become the new milestone date where you can really look up and down, you know, both Big Ten and national rosters and say, okay, this is kind of 
now giving us a good indication of, of where things are going forward. Mike Schumann, The Daily Hoosier. You can read his work at thedailyhoosier.com. All sorts of IU basketball coverage there year-round. Uh, Mike, we'll get into football in the coming weeks. We'll continue to keep an eye on the transfer portal and recruiting and so much more. Thank you for the extended chat. We covered a lot of ground today. Always appreciate it, Matt. Have a great one. All right. Mike Schumann with us on Tuesdays, one of our great regular guests on the program. A reminder, no show on Wednesday or Thursday. I will be out, but we'll be back with you coming up on Friday, so look forward to that. And if you miss a live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us there. Whether you're live with us on the Big X at 11 a.m. or listening on demand, glad to have you with us and uh, look forward to continuing our conversations here into the offseason. We'll head to a break. We're back with more after this. You're listening to a Tuesday edition of The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Tuesday edition of the program. Somebody said, Matt, what will you watch with the March Madness, the NCAA tournament over? Will you watch NBA? And uh, when the playoffs get here, yes, I'll, I'll watch some NBA, especially the NBA Finals. I do really enjoy that, but not a ton, not on a regular basis. I'll check in with the Spurs and Romeo on the NBA package from time to time and maybe catch a Golden State game. I like Steph Curry and how the Warriors move the basketball, but not a big NBA guy. I did see a piece that got me thinking from Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, who joins us Thursdays on the show, about former IU players that actually have NBA teams in playoff contention because we know Romeo and the Spurs are not even in the conversation for the NBA playoffs. But Eric Gordon and the Clippers, uh, he is averaging 12.7 points per game, 2.7 assists per game two rebounds a game, playing almost 29 minutes a game for the Clippers. He's had just a tremendous, solid NBA career. He's someone to watch the rest of the way. OG Ananobi averaging 17 points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, and he plays 35.7 minutes per game for Toronto. He really, to me, is the big one to watch for sure. Victor Oladipo in Miami, 10 points, 3.4 assists, 3.1 rebounds, just over one steal per game, getting about 26, 27 minutes per game for the Miami Heat. And, uh, of course, Thomas Bryant is at Denver. Cody Zeller at Miami. I saw Cody Zeller actually getting some action uh, here recently for Miami, so that's good to see for him. But those are former Hoosiers in the NBA, and a few of them are in playoff contention, that is for sure. Uh, so fun to keep up with those guys, fun to watch those guys as well 
no question about that. The Big X Sports Radio golf card is now available. You can get yours at BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812-725-1457. This year's card features Park Mammoth, Old Capitol Golf Club, that's in Cordon, Elk Run in Jeff, Valley View in Floyd's Knobs, Wooded View in Clarksville, and Christmas Lake, which is down in Santa Claus, Indiana. So if you're an IU fan, if you're an Indiana listener of the Big X, a lot of reasons to get this card. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round on the 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Again, BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Also had a text about IU baseball, and obviously that season is well underway. And for IU baseball, they are 20 wins and 8 losses as things stand on the season so far. 5-1. and one in Big Ten Conference play. And don't forget, coming up here in just a few weeks, a big game, a rivalry game, right in the middle of the schedule, Indiana and Louisville will play uh, at Bloomington. I'm going to try to make that game. It's a Tuesday game, April 18th, coming up a few weeks from now. Tucker Biven from New Albany getting some real opportunities as a freshman for uh, Louisville baseball and, of course, uh, playing at Indiana there in the middle of the season. So that will be fun to watch uh, those two rival programs go at it. But, yeah, IU baseball, we, we, we talk a little bit about it, especially when they're good. I'm probably a fair-weather fan and a fair-weather media person when it comes to the baseball program. But lots of things here in the offseason that we will get into, that is for sure. That's going to wrap things up for this Tuesday edition of the program. Again, no show on Wednesday or Thursday I will be out, but we'll be back with you on Friday. Dylan Wallace of the Seymour Tribune will be with us on Friday. Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star also with us. And it's time to start previewing high school baseball teams in the area. We're going to have a lot of the local baseball coaches with us starting later this week and working over through the next week or two. So we'll do that as well coming up. And if you missed a live show, you could always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison and you'll find us there. So if you can't join us live, you can always look up the podcast and listen on demand. Have a great Tuesday. I think we're supposed to get maybe some more weather tonight, maybe some more wind. It seems like a regular occurrence, so be vigilant of that. And again, I'll be back with you Friday here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.